Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the NFL Roadshow Fantasy Friday edition for week 11 with Michael Fabiano and some suggestions for you to help fill out your roster with two teams on a bye this week. Pretty big fantasy teams, unfortunately. We've got the Rams and the Broncos both off, which means that you got to get Stafford and Cup and Daryl Henderson and Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Noah Fant and Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, all of them out of your lineups. And then you have to find replacements. And that's just the guys that you have to replace because they're on by. There are also a lot of injuries that we're keeping an eye on this week. Guys who either will or could be out for week 11, like Aaron Jones, for instance, who's out with an MCL sprain. James Robinson already playing through a heel issue, uh, issue now has a knee injury on top of that. Elijah Mitchell has a fractured finger. Dallas Goddard's in concussion protocol. Hollywood Brown's got a new thigh injury. Allen Robinson came out of a bye with a brand new hamstring issue. We're waiting for news on Kamara and D-Hop and Kyler, who have all missed time in the last couple of weeks, and also Jared Goff in Detroit. That one less likely to affect your fantasy team unless you want to go grab the Browns' defense. Um, It turns out that we could be looking at a Tim Boyle start at quarterback for Detroit. It would be Tim Boyle's first start in the league. And relatively good news for me, seeing as how I am completely screwed this week at quarterback in my Sports Illustrated Superflex League. I've got Stafford on a bye, and I've got Baker Mayfield in the Superflex spot, super banged up, not necessarily practicing all week, also not great in fantasy. And there is no one on the waiver wire in that league ever. So two things helped me this week, and you're not going to believe what comes out of my mouth next. One, Joe Flacco is starting for the Jets. And I, anticipating this week, picked him up a few weeks back. So just incredibly lucky that he's actually going to start and not sit on the bench. And now Tim Boyle might start. So if Baker doesn't, I have someone else that I could play in the super flex spot. And yes, I do feel like I need a shower after talking about those two quarterbacks being plugged into my roster. Anyway, I brought this situation up to Fabs on our SiriusXM Fantasy Sports radio show, Fantasy Dirt, and he being the fleecer that he is, quickly sent me a trade request that he says could, quote, help me out. So that's where we start the pod today. Uh, Before we get into our favorite matchup plays and low-end guys who could help you out, and special attention paid there to the mid-tier tight ends in Fabiano's weekly rankings. Um, First, though, it's an attempt to convince me that I should accept his trade. By the way, I'm leaning no at this point. Shoot me a tweet, Lindsay underscore Rhodes, and let me know if you think that I should reconsider um, or if I should just smash the no button. Anyway, uh, also as a heads up, there's a reference in this podcast to another situation that popped up on the radio this week when I was talking about something related to my process when I host and I used the phrase, that's how the sausage gets made, referencing like the behind the scenes nature of what I was talking about. And Fabs literally stopped me on air and teased me about the saying and thought that I had completely made it up and said that he had never heard that saying before. And I was appropriately flabbergasted because dude, come on. And we go to break and our producer, Ani, pops on and I start laughing about Fabs and how he's never heard that saying. And Ani goes, I've never heard that one either. So I'm surrounded by people who have never heard the saying, a pretty basic saying. It's even in the movie, uh, the, the musical Hamilton. It's like in one of the songs. It's relatively popular. Anyway, they're treating me like I'm crazy. 
So now Fabs thinks it's funny to drop references to sausage making into all the wrong spots because he doesn't understand the phrase, so he doesn't know where to use it. And anyway, listen for that because it's coming. But again, first, the trade. Let's break the huddle. Hurry up, let's go! Two on, two on, two. Ready? Here's the trade, and then we're going to get to our favorite matchup plays of the week. Um, The trade offer that he offered me is going to sound so gross in a vacuum, guys. I just want to let you know. Okay, let us know. Uh, He's offering me Carson Wentz and Kadarius Toney for my Chris Godwin. In a league where you start two quarterbacks. This is a super flex league, and this week I don't have – I'm missing two good quarterbacks. Like, I'm – Desperate. You have Joe Flacco. Um, but moving forward, well, yeah, yeah, I do have Joe Flacco. Well, he is a lead week. after it's, all. It's not right? great. But you could also just like punt this week. Well, I don't want to, but I mean, to a degree, right? Like, I don't want to sacrifice the rest of my season. I do have Matthew Stafford coming back. And I don't know if the upside from Baker to Carson Wentz is that dramatic that I should be willing to trade away Chris Godwin. Because I don't know that Kadarius Tony actually even makes it into my lineup, to be honest with you. Oh, listen like, to Miss. Uh, well, you know, I mean, anyone's my lineup. lineup is so. No, no, no. Great. What do you mean That's... anyone's lineup? This is a four. Kadarius Tony is. This is a Kadarius Tony is league. hit or miss, and there it. are so many wide receivers. Which is actually transitioning now to the content that we're supposed to be talking about. the The reason that wide receivers the hardest for me to find like really good matchups You're starting Deontay Harris, and, by the way, I'm just, just saying. Okay. Well, let's get to, let's get to that in a minute. First, let's start okay. at the quarterback position. I need to go in order. I'm going to be very OCD about this. Um, right. From a quarterback standpoint, looking at the matchups, it feels like a very high, low week to me, probably going to end up paying up for a quarterback in DFS. I don't really love the middle of the board at this position this week. I feel like the best guys are the ones who have the matchups that I like the best, like Dak against Kansas city, Mahomes, even against Dallas Rogers against Minnesota, especially with his history against them. Josh Allen against the Colts who have allowed the most passing touchdowns in the league. Uh, looking at the middle. I don't love Carr against the Bengals. I don't love Wentz against Buffalo. Matt Ryan against the Patriots, Heineke against the Panthers. One player I do like is Justin Fields, who's $5,700, so relatively inexpensive also on daily. He's slowly turning into the guy that we thought that he was going to be this year. Passing volumes ticked up in the last four, more in the high 20s, low 30s range in terms of attempts, uh, as opposed to the under 20 attempts that he was averaging earlier in the season. Also the rushing volumes ticked upwards. He scored 29 and 19 in the last two games. Good for two top 10 finishes. He's coming off a bye. I feel like they could maybe have used that time to further cement some of the adjustments that they've made recently. And they've got a Ravens squad that's allowing an NFL high 283 passing yards per game. So I don't know. It feels very like boom or bust, but I'm, willing to roll the dice on Justin Fields booming this week. What about you? Who do you like? Yeah. From traditional redraft standpoint, Tom Brady is coming off a stinker against Washington. uh, But clearly he is a guy that you're going to start against the giants. Again, this is purely the matchups that I'm looking at here. Aaron Rodgers, who was unable to practice today. He's got a toe. Don't think it's very serious. 23 touchdowns and two interceptions in his last 11 games in Minnesota. That's pretty good. Uh, Joe Burrow, who's been pretty solid, 20-plus points in four of his last five. He's got the Raiders this week. They've allowed three quarterbacks to score 20-plus points against them in Vegas, including Jacoby Brissett, of course, who's a backup quarterback. So 
Uh, those three quarterbacks uh, I, I definitely like in terms of my favorite matchups. What about running backs? I feel like there are a lot more options and really we're into like backup territory for part of the reason that we're looking for running backs uh, is also the same reason that we have these running backs to talk about because there are so yeah. many starting running backs that are hurt or have COVID or whatever are out for one reason or another. And so it's kind of opening up a bunch of names. Yeah. I will tell you this too, Linz in stardom and sit which you can find at si.com slash fantasy right now. I, had to go with so many softballs in terms of the sit running backs because that's the way the matchups play out this week, right? So, uh, you know, how many backup guys are playing big roles this week, okay? A.J. Dillon, that's one of them, okay? Uh, yeah. You know, he's, he's in a smash spot against Minnesota. Uh, there's no question about that. Josh Jacobs. That's going to be uh, such chalk, yeah. Right. Josh Jacobs is a good play this week against the Bengals. Miles Gaskin, who is every other week. Right, every other week he's good, and every other week he stinks. Last week he stunk. Uh, Jets this week, so that's all you need to know. Michael Carter, who's been really good uh, in PPR. Uh, Daryl Williams is another backup who's starting. James Conner is another. I mean, you could quote unquote backup. He's a committee back, uh, but he is now in a prominent role for Arizona. So there, this week especially, really tough to find running backs that I dislike that are big names that are not more than just. Uh, risk reward flex options. So uh, Dylan Gaskin Carter, all good plays for me this week. You know what I think is interesting about Connor? Connor is less expensive on DraftKings than AJ Dylan, which makes sense in some ways, right? Because AJ Dylan is going to get so much volume, and the game right. has a high projected point total, so yep. um, it, it's looking good for him, but. James Conner has been a touchdown machine, seven touchdowns in the last four games. He's playing the Seahawks who are getting crushed between the twenties. He's going to get his in that, in that area of the field. Will he get into the end zone becomes the question because Seattle's only allowing 14 points per game in the last four games. But here's the thing. Those games have been against the Steelers, Mm -hmm. their offense. Nobody, nobody's like wowed by what Ben Roethlisberger and company are doing these days. The saints, is not a high scoring offense. The Jaguars. So weird. To and think then that. the, the, and then the Packers last week with a non Aaron Rodgers like Rogers. So I don't, I'm not really worried about the Seahawks defense, keeping him out of the end zone. And also then even if they do only score 14 points, and I don't think that they will, I think they'll score more than that, but who's going to score those touchdowns. It's going to be James Connor. Like that's who they go to right. in that area of the field another running back and this is a guy that we don't typically mention because obviously you're going to play Dalvin Cook but you mentioned how good Aaron Rodgers is against the Vikings Dalvin Cook is that good against the Packers it's a smash spot for him in daily he averages 109 yards and 1.6 touchdowns against the Packers in five career games Uh, that's very good yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I'll be talking about uh, another player in this game in prize picks later on that is uh, typically dominant. Uh, we will uh, call that a tease and move on to the wide receivers. All right. Who do you like at wide receiver? I do like Brandon Cooks. This is one of those guys where too. I'm like, yep. don't forget about Brandon Cooks because you took him out of the lineup last week because he was on a bye. Um, because the matchup is great against the Titans who are allowing more fantasy points per game to wide receivers than anybody. Um, yeah. And uh, I, like who, who else is going to pick up those points 
for Houston. Right, exactly. You know, yep. this might be the kind of matchup where like, if you're really desperate and I have been really desperate at the running back position, primarily not so much at the wide receiver, but if you find yourself in a position where you just really need to scrape the bottom of the barrel, or you're looking for somebody really inexpensive and daily, this might be the matchup where you can go find somebody else on that Houston mm-hmm. offense to squeeze mm-hmm. in there because they, the wide receivers eat against Tennessee. Yep. Uh, they do. Uh, e- even in, uh, you know, the last game, uh, that they played right. Uh, Callaway uh, got into the end zone. Deontay Harris had a bunch of catches in the week before uh, different scenario, but I mean, Cooper cup went nuts, but he goes nuts against everybody. Robert Woods had a good game as well. Uh, I- I'm going to go with uh, Hollywood Brown here. Although Rashad Bateman will be the cheaper of the two options in Baltimore. Uh, Hollywood stinker last week against Miami, but like everybody had a stinker. That was just a disgusting game. Uh, but the bears have given up the fifth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. You mentioned cooks love that call as well. Uh, Hunter Renfro against the Bengals, right? Their defense has allowed six wide receivers to score 11 or more fantasy points in their last five games. That includes Jamison Crowder, who had over 16 points against them. And, of course, Crowder plays the slot. Renfro plays the slot. Uh, Jalen Waddell against the Jets. Like, uh, it's everybody against the Jets. Everybody against the Jets. Listen to these numbers, Rhodes. Even even on the Miami Dolphins I don't. Team? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. 43.8 points per game over their last four games and 472 and a half total yards of offense. That's what the Jets have averaged allowing to offenses in the last four games. Like at one point, wait, wait, wait. the Jets. They're allowing 43 points 43. per game in real football? Eight points per game, yes. They have given up 40 burgers left and right like Santa gives away Christmas presents on Christmas Eve. It's unbelievable how bad. This defense has been. It's terrible. Like, they're going to get rid of the Jets soon. They're going to be like, you know what? You know, the Super Bowl fun- three was fun. You know, the Parcells <laughs> era was <laughs> fun. But you know what? Jets, we're flying we're you out. Up. We're, we're going to bring, bring Georgia in. Let them play against the pros. We'll send the Jets over to the college ranks. They're terrible so, defensively, man. Okay, so what and about you know Tua what? then? Tua had a good week. I love Tua. Week. but. Tua, we will say for you know more of the under the radar, oh, although oh. he's not under the radar, okay. but he is a he's someone that we'll talk about a little bit later on. And then you know who I also like too this week, and yeah. maybe I'm going to be wrong. No. DJ Moore has been awful, okay, because his quarterbacks have been uh, Philip PJ Walker and Sam Darnold, who throws the ball to the wrong team. Cam's back now. We know they have a rapport, and they're playing uh-huh. Washington. Chase Young is out. Their defensive, uh, their defensive front is, is certainly weakened. The pass rush is not going to be what it was. I, I kind of like DJ Moore this week as a as a wide receiver two three flex type area somewhere in there. I think this could be the game where he kind of bounces back because he has not been good uh, over the last month plus. I think that's entirely possible that he's going to look great with Cam. I think like in daily, I specifically purposefully would pivot away from DJ Moore just because I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, you know, like <laughs> one like, week. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I do think that Cam is going to have a relatively good performance. You know, I just don't know that the passing game is going to be everything we want it to be. Also, how interesting was it that <laughs> uh, he hit Robbie Anderson right away, right? Like Robbie Anderson actually like got some love Did you see last the, week. Yeah, the post-game presser too, like, I mean, you yes. want to talk about two dudes with wild dreads, like, together, right? They, they, I mean, it was ridiculous, those two guys. I mean, they're like Millie Vanilli up there, you know? You remember Millie Vanilli? Do you remember them? 
No? Of course they do. That Rhodes? was my very first concert I ever attended. You went to Millie Vanilli? That was your first concert? Did they lip sync? That was my first concert. They lip- That's got to be a disappointment. Because you went no, to a No, actually, and I think it's cool. Mm-mm, because can you say that you went to a concert where you paid money to watch somebody lip sync? I don't think you can. My, so my guess- I, like, historically have, like, the worst first concert ever. And it's so bad that I think it's actually good. Girl, you know it's true. Ha! <laughs> All right. We'll get to the tight ends a little in a little bit when we do our low-end plays. Because, um, frankly, everybody that is even worth talking about at the tight end position is kind of also a low-end play from a, a financial standpoint on DraftKings. Um, all of the obvious people you already noticed uh, slide into your lineup. So we'll get to the tight ends when we do our low-end plays in just a bit. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. We have some low-end plays for you guys who are inexpensive, relatively speaking, on DFS and also guys that you might be able to pick up off your waiver wire and throw in your lineup and feel relatively good about under the circumstances, starting with the quarterback position. And I think you have to start with Cam Newton, who's priced at $5,100, scored 11 points last week on seven touches. Babs, he came into the game like first two times he touched the ball he had two touchdowns what's going on that's here? that's efficiency that's a good for floor you, right exactly right? I mean, yeah exactly so and you know cam's gonna want to make a big splash because he's cam you know the big ego he takes his helmet off i'm back 15 yard penalty doesn't care i i i have him in uh in a league i am starting him this week i'm starting him over Kirk cousins i'm gonna get nuts Rhodes. are you really crazy. i'm gonna do it the Packers defense Ooh. is good. I'm scared of the Packers, man. I'm frightened. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, frightened. that's not. You're right. And They've Cam just held three Washington really good quarterbacks to nothing. So Washington allowing the most fantasy no chase points young. per game to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. And Wonder then, if it'll play uh, out differently though, because he's going to get his because of the rushing volume and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if I think that the passing game is going to be on point yet in terms of attacking Washington in the way that you would typically most quarterbacks would rack up all of those um, fantasy points, but either way, I think he'll get his. So I think it's a pretty Mm -hmm. safe floor. Yep. Who else? Uh, I like like Tua because it's all dolphins all the time because the jets stink. Uh, So we don't have to go any deeper into that. They're just a a pathetic, pitiful football team. Uh, We should never draft a quarterback again. They shouldn't. Okay. I talked about this last night. The jets should just draft. Offensive lineman, defensive line, get those two units stacked and then sign a free agent quarterback once a good one becomes available because they can't get it right. They can't get it right. And I'm not saying Zach Wilson's not going to work out. Yeah, but it's too early to do up that. Up to this point, they can't get it right. This is ever I since mean, Joe Namath. I mean, they can't do he's it. Played it's like- a curse. Come on, he's halfway through his rookie season. Let's chill. No, out. I get. It. I, I what I just say. I'm not. I'm not crapping on him that he's that he's going to be an awful quarterback in the end. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I mean, uh, so far, uh, we're talking about Mac Jones. Uh, you know, I mean, we're not talking about Zach Wilson. 
Well, either so, way, Tua is priced at $5,500 on DraftKings, and you like right. that matchup, so that one's good. What about Pretty Trevor good. Lawrence? Since we're kind of you know having a conversation about younger quarterbacks right now versus the Niners, Trevor's priced at $5,200. San Francisco's allowed the third most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. They have to travel east for an early game. That sometimes doesn't go well for those West Rhodes, Coast teams. You, my what? friend, are much braver than I. Uh, I have watched. Well, I'm not Trevor saying I'm going to start him. I'm. I'm I have wondering watched Trevor aloud. Lawrence uh, over the last few weeks, and it ain't been good. <laughs> I'd rather have Justin Fields at this point. Okay. Uh, if we're talking about, uh, he's Trevor Lawrence is matchup proof in that it doesn't matter how good the matchup is, he's still not putting up good. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. like Rhodes in his last. Th- this is his last four games: fifteen against the Dolphins, who stink. Okay, twelve against Seattle. Five against the Bills. You forgive that. It's the Bills. Nine against the Colts. Earlier this year. I don't know year, if I'm even forgetting, forgiving that against this the year, Bills because it's five points. Six against the Broncos. Seven against the, the Cardinals. The two best games he's had this year was week one against Houston. They had 19. And he had 21 against Tennessee back in week five. But, I mean, he's – no, I'm not going there. Hopefully okay. – Hopefully Jacksonville uh-huh. uh, can can get him some more weapons in the off season because just shut me down. Not uh, uh-huh. yeah, not not. I mean, who knows? But I mean, you know, th- this 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 league is uh, very strange. It's it's very uh, it's very week to week. So from a pricing standpoint, and I know we talked about a lot of these guys when we talked about the matchup plays. They're also inexpensive, so I just want to hit the prices really quick. AJ Dillon at sixty two hundred dollars. James Conner is sixty one hundred dollars. Uh, Dearness Johnson, who is taking on the Lions, is just fifty six hundred dollars. So if Nick Chubb is right, out, right, right, yep, then mm-hmm. that's great. The Lions allowing the second most fantasy points per game to running backs. Obviously, that it does depend on the availability of Chubb to a certain degree. But since Hunt is going to be out, then he might. It, it's less exciting, but maybe there's still some sort of floor mm-hmm. there for you if you need yep. a flex spot. Josh Jacobs is $6,000. Miles Gaskin is $5,700. There's a lot of guys that are kind of in that like mid to lower price range that, um, that should have pretty good weeks. Mark Ingram, if Camara does not return is another one at $5,400. I think it's a no brainer to plug him in the way that they used him last week and the kind of matchup that I think that they'll have this week. I don't think that Philly's going to run away with it, which bodes well for the run game staying involved 14 rush attempts for Ingram last week tied for the team high in targets 20 fantasy points that's good Mm -hmm. um who else do you like at the running back position that's more of a low-end guy yeah so Deonta Foreman in the ultimate revenge game against the Texans right the best running back in Tennessee right now it is the Texans with all the mess that happened with the injury and all that yeah oh yeah Uh, the ultimate one Kenyon Drake Right. I see that. I see that snark on your face, Rhodes. Yep. Um, uh, Kenyon Drake, who's getting a little bit more involved in the passing game over the last couple of weeks. He's got eight catches in those last two games. Again, if you want to go cheap, could be a high scoring game there. Uh, and then Tony Pollard, high scoring game potential. Uh, he had more. He, he had more touches last week than Zeke. Of course, part of that had to do with the fact that the Cowboys were boat racing Atlanta 28 to three. That was pretty funny, though. I liked how Atlanta at 28 to three had their Twitter handle. Uh, Send out, yeah, we know that that was that was well done by Atlanta's uh, oh. Twitter. That was that was pretty good. Uh, so uh, these are very cheap and expensive options if you're looking uh, to save some money on some studs. Well, um, one stat line from that Dallas game that was not 
garbage time uh, after the fact kind of stuff was Michael Gallup who returned to the lineup, got a lot of looks early on, ended up with five targets, 43 yards. Um, He's available in 47% of ESPN leagues. He is very much right away a part of that offense again. uh, And he's just $4,200 on DraftKings. Hunter Henry. Touchdown machine. I mean, he's still available in 43% of leagues. What? Yeah. 43% 43% of people are not 43%. paying attention or drunk. That's not I mean, how the so sausage is made. I can tell you that. He He's become the go-to guy for them in the red zone. Two touchdowns last week. Falcons D-ranks 31st in scoring. So there will be touchdowns in this game. Um, he leads the league in touchdowns for a tight end with seven. Is the fourth highest scoring tight end on the season. I don't understand now that the new England offense is starting to look a little bit more fantasy friendly. Maybe people will kind of catch on to this a little bit more. Think that it's going to be consistent. That's crazy to me. Dan yep. Arnold, number nine. Yep. Fryer with the 10, assuming big Ben plays a Diddy kick suggested that he will play. Uh, I got Schultz at 11. I don't like the target share that he had in the first game that Gallup came back, but still a starter. Uh, Zachary's at 12. Dawson Knox uh, at 13, good matchup. Cole Komet and then Evan Ingram round out the top 15. Uh, and uh, no Dallas Goddard in this list because I don't know that he's going to be active uh, after suffering uh, a head injury slash concussion last week. Cole Komet is interesting. He's a guy who's just $3,400 on DraftKings. Baltimore mm-hmm. gives up the second most fantasy points to tight ends. He's coming off his best game in his last game, 14 fantasy points, eight targets, six catches. Um, has six targets, by the way, in three straight games. So it's relatively consistent the way that they're mm-hmm. using him. Yep. And it feels like as the Bears offense gets better and Fields gets better, that Komet has gotten better also. So I kind of yep. like the fact that it's married or, you know, mirrored that You're kind seeing of development. The same thing with Adam Trotman, too, who's who's pretty cheap. With Trevor Simeon under center, he's getting more targets. What about... This one's much lower, so I think you're not going to love it. But Jeff Swaim versus Houston. Houston, having given up the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends, he has scored in double digits in two of the last three weeks. That feels like those two together might actually make for a relatively good You want, so you, you want a su- two super cheap guys if they end up playing prominent roles? Jack Stoll in Philadelphia and John Bates in Washington. All right. Hopefully that was helpful for you. Um, If it was, if it was not, please let me know. Either way, I'm on Twitter, Lindsay underscore Rhodes, also on Instagram, Lindsay Rhodes NFL. Uh, You could also leave a review for us. Also a five-star rating if you so choose or could be so kind. Um, We'd love also if you would subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the episode and you want to hear more, the NFL Roadshow is also available on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Just download it today and tap podcasts. The NFL Roadshow is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Andrew Emmer. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. And a special thanks to SiriusXM's Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen. We'll be back on Monday to take a look back at what happened over the weekend and if we were right about any of this. <laughs> Have a good one.
SiriusXM Podcasts.